0: This week on the Reverse Stick, we get inside the box with Lawrence Taniel from Hockey Heroes TV. Two World Cup champions have been crowned, and we we'll see what it's like in the world of play a sponsorship. And welcome once again to the Reverse Stick. Global Hockey Podcast. My name's John Lee and I'm joined by Matt Allen. Welcome, Matt. Good day, John. How are we going, mate? I'm oh, excellent. Another big week of hockey.
1: Yeah, big week of hockey and we're having a bit of an, an earlier start than normal, so uh, you have to excuse us if the brain's a little bit scrambled today on it's episode a li- 36. It's
0: an early start on a later day. It is. <laughs> <laughs> However that works out, it does. Uh, World Cup champions too.
1: That's right, Indoor World Cup. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll do a little section coming up on that. Obviously, uh, all the fun and games were at the Max Schmeling Hall in Berlin last weekend. And thanks to uh, Akeem Toussaint from uh, Trinidad and Tobago, the Calypso Stickman. Fantastic Instagram takeover. Hopefully, you got on and got behind the scenes and saw you know, but what was going on there in Berlin.
0: I'll talk about that a bit later. But before we do anything, we best check in with... News.
1: Uh, <laughs> thanks john and yes once again plenty of news going on in the world of hockey plenty of games taking place around the world um, before we get to the big stuff from in the Indoor Hockey World Cup, we'll take you through some of the international series games that have been going on around and about. Uh, over in Argentina in Rosario, uh, the Argentinian women are taking on the GB women. Uh, a couple of games played there so far, both uh, fairly narrow wins to Argentina 2 1 and 3 uh, 1. Did note that Alex Danson picked up a hundredth cap in the second game there, and Holly Pernweb, the Hockey Writers Club Player of the Year earned her 50th cap. Uh, You can watch those games on uh, Deport TV, D-E-P-O-R-T-V. You'll find them on Twitter at C-A-N-A-L-D-E-P-O-R-T-V, Canal Deport. TV, uh, those games also being streamed on YouTube. But if you go to that Twitter feed, you'll be able to pick them up. Thanks to Tansley for sharing that with me. Um, it's just in the middle of the night for us, so I'm missing the boat a little bit. We're getting that news out to you. Over in Spain, the Spanish women have had a series against the Irish and that's ended all square, a 7-0 win to start things off for Spain in the series we mentioned last week. The Irish came back with a 2-0 win in the second game, Spain won the third 2-1, and the Irish won the the fourth and final game, they're 3-2, so honours even. Uh, Yvonne Byrne and Naomi Carroll both uh, hitting the 100-cap mark for Ireland in that series there. Over in Hong Kong, uh, we've had Chinese Taipei, Oman and Hong Kong, China playing a tri-nations tournament. Chinese Taipei finished uh, top of the group there, won both of their games and beat Hong Kong, China and Obviously, then Hong Kong, China didn't win any games at all. So, Oman are actually back in action again today. And there's a tri-nation series beginning at home for them there in Muscat. Um, that's alongside Pakistan and Japan. And I'd noticed that the Pakistan team had uh, made their way out there a couple of days ago. There was, of course, also the Australia versus China series happening here in Perth. It was a five-game series. Uh, series so The Hockey Ridge just shaded that. But, of course, they weren't official tests. Uh, over in India, uh, the Railway Sports Promotion Board lifted the eighth hockey India senior national women's hockey championship a division as we mentioned uh, a couple of weeks ago uh they thrashed uh, hockey magic pradesh 4-0 in the final there that was back on the 11th and uh won that tournament without losing a game so congrats to the railway sports promotion board um Pakistan Women's Super League has just concluded. That's been in Lahore. The Lahore Lions retained the uh, the title there. They had a 1-0 win over the Peshawar Deers, And Ariba Sarwar scoring the... Uh, the winning goal, the only goal of the game there, in the third, fourth play of Karachi Dolphins. Uh, they beat Keta Panthers 6-3, high-scoring game there. Tamina Mustafa got a hat-trick in that game, and she also finished top scorer of the tournament. Uh, Rushna Khan from Lahore was the best goalkeeper the captain, and Sharika Sawa uh, from Lahore also. She was the player of the tournament. Uh, over in Kenya, um, Talcom have won the women's competition, but the, uh, the Kenya police uh, had a 1-1 draw, against Brutali, Sugar Warriors at the weekend, which confirmed they're the, the top side there. Um, so Brutali also then finished second in the in the league, so that gives them the second berth for the 2018 Africa Cup for club champions.
0: And Matt, the Malaysian Hockey League has wrapped up. Well, well it has indeed. Has it? We <laughs> were <just> trying <laughs> to figure that
1: out. Well, the, the one sort of main section has, hasn't it? But there are more games to come. There are. Um, but I think all of the internationals have now... Left after the the finals were were played over the weekend.
0: The actual league itself has been run and won, and it's been won by the University of Kuala Lumpur. Um, they got over the top of um, Kuala Lumpur Hockey Club in the final, one all at full time.
1: And That's a f- that's the first trophy they've won, I think.
0: It is the first trophy they've won. They uh, yeah, I mentioned one all at full time, four three was the final score following the shootout. Um, Glenn Turner got the first goal there, so. Uh, an Aussie playing up there got a goal. Davy Hart was one of the members of the winning team as yeah. well, I believe. And of course, no surprise there because he's a very good goal.
1: Um, yeah, you, uh, you're on your uh, run. Hertzberger um, got the winning goal in the shootout there as well for them. So they a pretty star-studded lineup. A lot of international players involved and with uh, well, both the teams there. Uh. Uh,
0: Tanaga National Edge the Premier Division champions, Tara Ganu. Four three to finish third there, uh, and um, Gonzalo Pellier. Payet, yeah, Payet. He uh, was the top scorer. Got sixteen goals across the tournament as well. Uh, nothing there about who the player of the tournament was, though. Unfortunately, I'm sure they had one. But exactly, uh, what does that mean for the Malaysian Hockey League? Well, it's still going. Believe it or not, Matt. The women are still playing. Uh, they've still got games coming up on uh, this Saturday the twenty. Oh, sorry, not this Saturday. Next Tuesday, more games. Will be underway for the women And also the President's Cup will be played Now that's the eight teams that play In the Premier Division Basically essentially a knockout competition I think uh, First plays eighth Second would play seventh And they yeah, so lose splitting gone, the seed, the yeah. Seeding with it um, Now that semi-finals and and the final of that will be played on the 24th of February which is a Saturday and the women will be going through until the 26th they've got games on the 26th of February then on the 27th uh still subject to confirmation the commencement of the Vivian Soars Cup now i think that must have something to do with the women's competition a uh, cup very similar to what the menopause are uh, look,
1: you're, you're more over it than I am I find, I found it pretty confusing it's, it's the first moment we started talking about the Malaysian yeah, Hockey League with a little bit. three or four different cups there's a charity shield that was there to be won there's a Alagendra cup which was there to be won there's the, the TMB that um, was just finished now so there's yeah, lot, lots of uh, different permutations with it isn't there
0: yeah, the women have still got. Oh, I think three games to go. There on seven games they've played, they'll play ten. So there's still a little bit of hockey to be played out there yet.
1: Well, look, it's <laughs> um, uh, it is it, following it has is been easy. pretty tough, but it's great. We know a little bit more about Malaysian hockey now than we did before. We
0: do, and they've they've taken great strides in the recent years. Malaysian hockey too, and there we've got the Ace Shah Cup coming up very shortly That's right. Yeah. Uh, what else have we got in news?
1: Uh, well, indoor indoor World Cup. Oh, so do we
0: play one of these? First? Do that. Oh, yes. what a great tournament.
1: fantastic tournament. It was um, yeah eyes glued to the screen. The great thing about indoor is you've got hockey being played all through the day and into the evening yeah. as well, so there's no excuse for you know it would, it would have been tough to see every game. I think Keeley Dunn was trying to do that, so well done she was up at. Three o'clock in the morning, watching games and uh, doing her umpiring bit. On we that. did
0: send her a box of matches to keep her eyelids open. <laughs> but, um,
1: yeah, fantastic tournament. There's, I was just reading something on the FIA site about the the numbers um, that they had engaged, whether it be on social media and uh, viewing figures. Uh, I'll just give you a few of the highlights: the nearly six million impressions over the course of the five days um, from on FIA social media accounts. Um, 12.3% increase in messages received, 41% increase in number of fans engaging on social media. Um, and though from those that viewed, uh, there's a, a sports roundup show in Germany that had 3.14 million uh, watched the five-minute highlights package on that, uh, and then another 8.25 million watched the shorter version, um, I'm guessing online or on a, on a daily show. Um, so... There was a lot of interest out there and and it was just a fantastic tournament very well put together a lot of excitement uh, how could you not I'm getting goosebumps now how could you not get goosebumps um, when you looked at that eight thousand capacity uh hall filled the um, the lights the music, the smoke machine the fle you know there was real entertainment around it and uh that that's that's got to be the way, way forward for us. I, I'm not saying that indoor hockey is necessarily the sole way forward for us, but that type of event and the way that it was put on has got to be good for the game.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I was thinking while the tournament was on, essentially we don't really need to use the terms field and indoor for hockey anymore, do we? I mean, America's got an indoor field hockey. Yes, you know, yeah, 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 a field. yeah, yeah. You, you can play indoor. On a hockey field, if you wanted to, yeah. you could play hot, real hockey, like well, field hockey, indoors if you could build a stadium big enough. Yeah. Well, well no, look at the, the, the big domes,
1: big, like the dome at Spooky yeah. Nook and the yeah. domes in in uh, in Holland. Um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, so, absolutely right.
0: You know, administrators want <laughs> different rules. To stuff around with the game and come up with all of these U-B-U, you know tinkerings. We don't need to do that. We've already got two viable forms of the game. That's right. That fit the bill. It's it's the six or seven aside of indoor versus the eleven aside of outdoor, so to speak. Yeah. Anyway, um, the so results.
1: yeah. So, so um, Austria you know, on the men's side added uh, the World Cup to the Euro Cup that they'd won uh, not too long back, and that that game was Austria versus Germany. Went to a three-three draw, and then into the shootout, and. Uh, Yeah, it was sensational viewing. It was really, really exciting. Who do you reckon
0: the Germans hate losing to the most? Would it be the Poms or the Austrians?
1: It's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah. It's a tough one. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, fantastic final. Um, uh, Michael Corper was just sensational. He got the, the, the winning goal in the shootout there. And uh, yeah, it was um, really really great stuff. Uh, Christopher Ruhr ended up the, the best player and the top scorer in the tournament. Uh, the Iranian... Well, I've got a few stories I want to talk about. There's a great article on Sports 24-7 by Tyrone, which we'll, we'll look at some of those points in, on that. Um, best goalkeeper went to Iran's Sassan Hatamin... Uh, that Hateminejad, Hateminejad, yeah. Um and the Rising Player Award went to Fabian Unterkircher. Um, what was interesting as well, I mean, if you look at that German side. There was nine or ten outfield internationals um, in the side. There, a you know, really um, a tough ask for anyone to come up. And Austria didn't have too many sort of big wins through the tournament. And I think they had a two-one win against Australia in one of one of the games. Well. You know, just uh, sensational for them to lift it. Well, yeah, it would be a bit upsetting for the, the home crowd there, but that's, uh, that's what it's all about, it isn't it? um, And so in, this, in the third, fourth playoff, Iran um, beat Australia 5-0, uh, and that's the first time a medal's gone to a country from outside of Europe. And, so they finished fourth last time around.
0: Yeah. And, and credit to both of those teams, because either one that had a won that game would have become that first team yes. from outside of Asia. yeah. And that's good for indoor hockey. That's brilliant for, for indoor hockey. Yes, yeah. And Iran? Wow.
1: Amazing, isn't it?
0: Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, um, we need that growth. But, uh, obviously they've decided that the way to get success is indoor hockey. They're never going to be able to do it at outdoor level, or at least not in the foreseeable future. So congratulations to them. Yeah, They they could win the next one
1: Tyrone's got the stat Out of the 15 medalists over the 5 Indoor Hockey World Cups Iran became the first non-European team to win one (laughs) That's the only medal
0: Yeah But you know Indoor hockey needs teams from outside of Europe to win it As much as the teams want to
1: Yeah Yeah absolutely Um, So I guess you know Great tournament there for Australia as well the, you know, going against the odds there to um, make it into that third, fourth playoff and you know, make it oh, to the semi-final um,
0: Going against the odds to be there yeah. considering that they basically paid for the trip themselves and with very, very little support from Hockey Australia Yeah. for both it. men and women and congratulations to the women but you'll get to that in a minute no so Ty-
1: Tyron made the point on that um, with regard to Australia so I'm just going to find it here um, what it, what, what this means is that if the qualification criteria remain consistent, Oceania, Oceania would have the rights to two teams at the next Indoor Hockey World Cup. Now, I don't hear anything about the New Zealand programme, uh, for indoor. Is there an opportunity there for one of those smaller nations? Maybe it would be PNG.
0: Could be, yeah. Um, or, you know, Fiji.
1: He does, he makes the point it's about time to take up New Zealand citizenship. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think they might have a few handy indoor hockey players in New Zealand, Tyrone. Right? Yeah, <laughs> worth a try though. Uh, They've got water in New Zealand.
1: They, well, it gets cold there as well. <laughs> so they, you know, that's the, where a lot of the strength comes, isn't it? Um, and on the women's side, of course, it was Germany who were victorious over the the holders, the Netherlands, two-one in the final. There, um, that's a third uh, third indoor title there for for Germany. Um, another another cracking game and uh, packed house and was fantastic to uh, to watch that one. Schroeder uh, got the the winning goal. there And Schroeder got the winning goal for them there. Uh, top scorer was shared in the tournament. Uh, that was between uh, Kiki Cormac from Namibia and Diana Voroshilo from the Ukraine, both with nine goals. Best player was Lisa Altenberg best goal of Germany, best goalkeeper Alexandra Heerbart from the Netherlands and Nike Lorenz from Germany was the rising player there. So, Germany finishing first, Netherlands second and in the third, fourth playoff game, that was uh, Ukraine versus Belarus. We've talked a lot about Belarus over the past few weeks. The name's popped yeah. up, hasn't it? Um, so, yeah, Bel- Belarus were 2-1 winners in that game and that was the first time they finished on the podium at an indoor World Cup. And they lost the yeah, in 2011 they lost the bronze medal game to the Ukraine, so they had to wait a few years. But that's uh, some sweet, uh, sweet revenge for them.
0: And it's great that we've got countries like that competing at that top level too, isn't it? That perhaps on the the larger field hockey s- side of things would be a long way off competing at the, the the top end of town. Yeah, not to say they couldn't do it. With given the right resources and Circumstance, but you know, fantastic effort from the Ukrainians, especially considering the rubbish that's going on in their country at the and
1: moment. And look, look, fantastic from Namibia. Now it didn't, oh yeah, you know, quite quite uh, end up the fairy tale fairy tale they'd hoped. They'd finished in ninth spot, which is still pretty uh, fantastic finish for them. And the, the having the, the joint top goal scorer in Kiki uh, Cormac. She's only 16 years old, so has got a bright future ahead of her. Um, you got three against Australia actually in the in the, the three three yeah Now draw. they did
0: have one good win, didn't they, From off the top of my head. They beat someone that they had a
1: five five draw draw with Russia. Um, and yeah, uh, they a big beat Ukraine. They beat Ukraine a big three two. Ukraine. Of course Ukraine so Ukraine then went on to uh, win a
0: medal. Well, finish fourth. four. Fourth. <laughs> but you know, it's close. But went on to the semis, yeah. 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 Um, fantastic effort from the girls and that will be a real boon to, to hockey in Namibia and, and in Africa we need African teams to have some sort of success to drive the growth there
1: that's it and well yeah, we'll we we'll talk more about Sierra Leone and Africa shortly won't we but it's, oh, yeah, you know, we, it's, will. Uh, we will. there are opportunities
0: so have we got any more news because uh, there's plenty going on in fact there's more than we can get our handle on really
1: there's a couple of tournaments that we mentioned, well, I mentioned earlier in the news, they're going on we, But then we, we then have a couple of fairly quiet weeks. There's yeah. not too much uh, happening until Sultan Aslan cool. Shah happens at the start of next yeah, well, month.
0: Pakistan and Oman and Japan are playing. That's on. Right? That's on. Yeah, yeah. 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 And um, there's there's quite a bit of domestic hockey going on too. The indoor Euro Club season starts, I believe.
1: Oh, the indoor club championships club is champion. on. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's that's coming up there. And like we have said before. A l- a l- Across a lot of Europe, normal yeah. domestic outdoor seasons of uh, well, the, the Euro uh,
0: Club Champions Outdoor is kicking off soon. Well, it's not well. too far
1: away, is it? Yeah, no. the,
0: um, the, what are they called? The, call the sixteen or the knockout sixteen or something? Knockout eights. It's
1: the eights, I think, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: but we'll be following that as as yeah. that kicks off.
1: Well, that we'll get Stephen on as well from yeah, EHL, and he, he can have a chat about it.
0: Uh, so, if there's something going on in hockey, and we miss it. Let us know. The dot net. Um, send us an email. We'll get you're us on, on
1: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Twitter, all at the Reverse
0: Stick. How's your Instagram going, by the way? Because you know technologically how much you're. Good, actually, I'm <laughs>
1: quite I'm quite enjoying it. We've we're, oh, we've got about nearly just under a thousand followers on there now, which is nice. Oh, so, good. You know, please do give us a little like and uh, and share where you can. And
0: you're not saying anything rude about me on Instagram, are you?
1: Uh, no.
0: Oh, okay. I hope not. <laughs> 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 I wouldn't know. Um,
1: So, yeah, inform us if you find out things about the hockey world. If you see that I've written something defamatory about John, don't inform him.
0: (laughs) You're listening to the Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. Time now to get to our feature interview.
1: So, joining us today on the Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast is Lawrence Tanjung from Hockey Heroes TV. Lawrence, direct from the Netherlands. How are you today?
2: Yeah, funny. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's
1: an absolute pleasure. Now, we were alerted uh, to Hockey Heroes TV a couple of days ago. When I say alerted, that's not right because I've seen some of your great stuff that's been on on Facebook in particular. Um, But uh, a mutual friend said, you should get these guys on and and have a chat because uh, they're doing some really great things for the hockey world at the moment. Can you tell us a little bit about Hockey Heroes TV?
2: Yeah, sure. It's uh, well, we started off uh, as a group of friends actually with EPID, uh, making fun hockey videos actually. Uh, which uh, well, I started off with the Dennis, uh, the, the goalie, and uh, we were we were talking about well, uh, let's make some some fun hockey videos because uh, uh, well, there's only the, the guys from self Pass who are doing it on Instagram, but it's only entertainment factor, and we want to bring more information and tutorials and challenges actually into the, the hockey world. And we uh, got some friends around So we got uh, Thomas and Paul and uh, Charlotte Vega and Leia who are playing in Amsterdam. Um, and that's the, the group actually that uh, we created. And uh, yeah, we started uh, with just uh, a few months ago in, in October uh, with, with uh, actually a, 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 a continuous of, of another channel. And, uh, well, it's actually uh, been fun doing it uh, for so far. We are now almost hitting the 4,000 subscribers on YouTube and, uh, still growing it actually. And, uh, yeah, it's still a lot of fun to do it.
1: Now, you, you mentioned you've got a good sized crew there. There's, there's quite a few that are involved within the group. What's the, yeah. what's the connection there? Is there a club connection, a friendship? What's, how, how have you come together?
2: Uh, well, we all know each other from, uh, from the, uh, the, the hockey camp sportways uh, here in the Netherlands, and we, we all did organize and, uh, and uh, joined one of those camps, so that's the connection actually where it all started, and that's actually also how our videos uh, started, uh, by a, a system that is, is what they are doing at, at those camps, and we are just doing it actually in our videos. A bit smaller, but still a lot of fun, yeah.
1: So those are, those are hockey-specific camps?
2: Yeah, those, those are, uh, camps here are uh, organized in the, in the Netherlands and we also have them in Barcelona and we have them in Belgium. So it's quite big already and I think it's already in, uh, in America. Uh, yeah, and it's doing very well actually.
1: I've, I find, I've, I've really enjoyed the videos. I find that they're probably pitched at a slightly younger market than me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, who, who's watching and, and you know, what, what are you aiming for?
2: uh well for now it's actually everyone who loves hockey uh, who wants to learn more and who wants to become even better in, in their in their play actually. So the aim is actually uh, the younger guys but uh, we also with, with our hockey life uh, try to reach all the older uh, guy, people in the hockey world who are actually not that serious in their hockey world. I'm for for example I'm not a very high level played uh, hockey. Uh, but I can reach the, the other people who are more into the hockey parties or the, 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 the events and everything so that's the other side of the, the hockey life in, in the Netherlands then so uh, we try to uh, uh, communicate or give the message of the hockey culture in the Netherlands to the rest of the world
1: So Lawrence, what's your hockey background then? How do you did you find yourself playing hockey for the first time?
2: Ooh, well, I was uh, 10 years old and uh, started off at Hockey Club Birdie in Amsterdam. Uh, Played up uh, always in the in the first level team uh, from each uh, le- uh, 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 was it, uh, category. And then when I got a little bit older, 18 to 20, uh, I find, uh, well, hockey wasn't my priority anymore. So I still love the game and, uh, of course, the friendship that you make. So I stepped back a little bit and just focused more on my studies and maybe a bit the parties actually around it. (laughs) And uh, so, yeah, it's the social part actually of the hockey life that I more enjoyed than actually the the top level. And that's that's actually the most fun thing about the uh, Dutch uh, uh, hockey culture. It's not only the the top uh, uh, level is very good organized, but also the social part and the the uh, other part of the hockey levels are also very good organized for everyone,
1: actually. I think I've still got a pair of underwear um, nailed to the bar of a hockey club in Breda. Um, so I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, I have full testament to the uh, the social um, shenanigans that can go on in Dutch hockey. Yeah, and
2: that's the message that's actually from my videos are uh, very important. But yeah, for example, Charlotte is uh, also almost an NFT of the Dutch Hockey League, uh, which is also almost in the Dutch uh, uh, National League, at a team actually, Yeah. and she's doing very well, so we have a uh, diversion of levels of hockey to show everyone actually, so that's very interesting of course.
1: Well you say to, to, to show everyone, if, if somebody isn't aware of uh, what they can see on the YouTube channel, can you let people know what they, what, what they can expect? Well, and uh, so we have uh, divided actually uh,
2: every video, so it's three videos a week. And we've divided them in uh, a serious video, which is every Monday uh at 6 o'clock in Dutch time then, uh, uh, then. we get a training video or a technique video. And that's pure focus on uh, hockey quality. Uh, and on Wednesday, also 6 o'clock Dutch time, uh, we have a fun or challenge video, which uh, involves a game or a situation or maybe a handy uh, life hack for, uh, for hockeyers, like uh, how to clean up your goalies, uh, or how to do your hair properly, so that's actually the fun part of hockey, and to show us the hockey culture, actually, to the rest of the world, every Friday, uh, each of us has their own hockey vlog about their hockey life, so uh, Charlotte is talking about their her competition, and uh, Thomas and Paul have their own hockey school, so they talk, talk about, a lot about that, and Dennis is a goalie trainer for also the top... Well, he's actually in the Netherlands and Belgium, so that's a very interesting story to follow. So each one of us has their own story to tell, and that's it's
1: all divided actually in in, in different stories. Yeah. I, I, I find I find it interesting. I think it's really great that as a sport, when we're doing projects like yourselves and like us with the podcast, that there's a recognition that of everybody that plays the game. And yes, it's great to talk about the the pros and the top leagues and everything else, but they're There has to be some balance to it because there's a lot of people that play hockey out there and they've got a voice as well.
2: Yeah, so it's for everyone, actually. Uh, We love hockey in that case.
1: Yeah, I I like like it a lot and I like the idea and the the concept behind it and I think uh, guys like yourself that can um, take a fresh look and maybe look at a newer market and um, uh, find different ways to... Communicate what the sport's about is a really, really positive thing. Now, Lawrence, where can people find out about Hockey Heroes TV? Uh, what, where can they find you on the socials and the like? Well, we, uh, as I told you on YouTube, we have three videos a week, but we also do that on Facebook. Uh, the same video actually just do. Uh, well,
2: you've used five stars on Facebook, so it's all about uh, getting find and noticed, actually. Uh, and we try to, to, to do that uh, three times a week, a video. And on Instagram, uh, we try to post every day a photo or a video, but it's very hard. Oh, sometimes somebody forgets it. and it's, 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 uh, yeah. We try to, to keep it up, but it, it, it's, uh, we're, we're still ongoing. Um, and recently, we just uh, discovered the Snapchat, the two, actually. So we're trying to find it. uh, it's, uh, we're We're still ongoing. Um, and recently we just uh, discovered the Snapchat, the actually, so we're trying to find that. And uh, on our website, HockeyHeroesTV.nl, uh, you can sometimes find something about the competition that we play in or other information, but uh, yeah, it's, it's mostly YouTube actually, <laughs> where we focus.
1: But, but you'll get links to all those socials through your main website, so that's HockeyHeroesTV.nl. Yes, it is. Perfect. So, thank you so much for joining us today, Lawrence. It's been an absolute pleasure. We wish you the best with your endeavours in the future and we'll certainly be keeping an eye out for Hockey Heroes TV and hopefully all of our listeners will as
0: well. Cheers, Lawrence. Thank, thank
2: you very much.
0: You're listening to The Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast, and that was Lawrence Tanjung. Uh, he's from Hockey Heroes TV.
1: Great little uh, site they've got there and get on and have a look. And, uh, yeah, they're getting a lot of followers. So great to hear from Lawrence and uh, great to see somebody else doing something exciting with media in the in the hockey world. It's
0: absolutely. And we need that uh, that stuff on the screen too. We need to make it available to people and spread the word. That's it.
1: The more, the more people games. can see and the, the more accessible coaching resources and games and all this sort of stuff are, the better it's got to be for our game.
0: Absolutely. Now, time to move on to some issues or two. What have you got lined up in your hit list this week?
1: Well, um, oh, we'll start with a nice one. Arthur Van Doren, the uh, current FIH Rising Star and World Player of the Year. Uh, two time him,
0: rising star winner
1: yes yeah, he's signed uh signed for blermendahl for club hockey in in holland so going to one of the i guess bigger clubs in the world um exciting for them there uh in the uk they've just had a charity game for a young lad called ben rawson who, who lost his leg and uh, uh from cancer and looking to try and get funds together to get him back into the game yeah. uh, so you can go onto england hockey and have a look at that there's links to that and you go through uh, match home as well and you can find out the details of how you can still donate if you want there was a an all-star game played up there it was a 7-0 win um so comprehensive but they, they, they had a few out there watching the game on a very chilly night so do check that out um Frank Hockey Podcast, uh, episode three of That's Up Now. So go and check out Andy Wilson's podcast. That's with Jamie Moulders. So number two is the second part of AD Lock. You should be able to find it on iTunes and all over the place now. So that's Frank Hockey, F-R-A-N-C, and Hockey, H-O-C-K-Y. And uh, that'll lead you in the right direction. Uh, the FIH. Uh, yeah, okay. So if you were uh, watching the men's final um, from the Indoor Hockey World Cup, <laughs> You might have heard a little announcement in the background. And to present the best player award, it's the FIH interim CEO, Ness. Hey. Sorry, what was that? The FIH interim CEO, Dalf What? Well,
0: I look. I've, I've been, I'm, on the, I'm on the FIH website now. Nothing. On the F.I.H. website about the old CEO going or a new one coming in.
1: Absolutely. Um, now you might recall we spoke about Dave Ness back in oh, I would have been late September probably. Oh, yeah. uh, and he's the gentleman that had uh, come into the new role of uh, media and communications, sort of newly created position. Uh, but he'd come across from German hockey and had many years, and he was a sports marketeer and studied in the states and all. And we spoke of it as a really positive thing. Uh, for the FIH what I find amazing is that within f- four months he's suddenly the interim CEO
0: well that's two months really well
1: you know, you know they started October so yeah um, but yeah to, to to once again have no comment from the FIH on it um, it just it just makes you ask the questions you know, what's what's so secretive where is the transparency? Why can you not communicate with the hockey world about what's going on at the very top of our sport? I
0: think that people who work at the FIH should understand that they're there for our benefit, not the other way around. Yet. Yeah. Um, you, you owe us. You owe us with transparency, honesty and accountability. Yeah. And we're not getting any of it at the moment.
1: And and this kind of attitude that well look, let's just not say anything and hope that it all goes away. Jeez, it's not the nineteen sixties. You know, it's absolutely ridiculous. This is a peak sporting body. This is our international association. Um and they think by just saying nothing it'll go away. Well I, it's well it's, it's gonna be embarrassing. It's gonna be very embarrassing for them.
0: I think the uh the umpiring branch of the FIH do a great job in encouraging umpires and preparing people to take on that role at the top levels and do great work. Yeah. But I str- and and the coaching side of things the the development they do is some, some of the coaching and that sort of thing. Fantastic. But past that, I have absolutely no faith in the FIH whatsoever, none at all. No. and, now, now we're hearing that the Indian hockey league's back on the cards, and it's been pushed by a person who was previously pushing the hockey pro league. Right. Now, now this particular person is pushing another league that's going to run counter to the to the hockey pro league, and is they're going to be asking players from other nations to come and support their their league over playing for their nation. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just staggered that things can change so quickly at the FIH, that that the powers that be can just swan from one idea to the other and not give a damn about the damage they're doing on the way through.
1: Yes, well, there's <laughs> I struggle to see with a lot of it that's coming out. There's not a lot of sub- substance. There's a fair bit of style with what's coming out, but not a lot of substance. Oh,
0: you know, great tweets of fantastic goals. Yeah. But... I want something more than that. Well, not always with fantastic goals. <laughs> no, <not always. laughs> right? But it, they, they're treating us like idiots, and I'm not an idiot, and neither are most hockey people. And you'd find you'd get so much more out of the hockey community with a bit of open honesty, rather than this running around pretending that there's nothing wrong. Yeah. And and collecting your paychecks every week.
1: Has a TV deal been done for Pro League? No. No. It's on the cards.
0: Who knows at this stage? I mean, most of the competing nations have got no idea. I've heard that uh, a couple of nations have decided, at least two nations have decided they are not going to be in the pro league anymore, the way things stand at the moment. Um, I'm sure there are very concerned discussions going on behind the scenes, but I I doubt it will go ahead now. Mm. It's, you know... (laughs) When, when the person that was one of the most strongest supporters of the Pro League turns around and starts working behind the scenes against it, yeah. you got to start asking questions about yeah. it. And we'll wait and see what happens in the future. Mind <laughs> you, any listeners to this podcast would know that I'd be quite happy with the death of the Pro League as it currently stands, yeah. in the form it currently stands.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, just on, on televised stuff, the Sultan Aslan Shah is being televised on Fox here in Oz, so I'm imagining there'll be available feeds around the world um, so that's good yep. uh, uh,
0: the, the Fox coverage apparently I think the first game first day is going to be delayed but there will be live games shown I assume the Australia games will be shown live I'm not sure exactly whether we'll get all the other nations live or not might have to go and live in Singapore for a couple of weeks there
1: Go and see your nan Yeah um, you, We spoke last week about the the new format's being trialled in Australia, and that yeah. was uh, aired last Friday. Uh, did you get? To, I didn't get a chance to watch because it was at school pickup time. Did you get chance chance to watch it?
0: Well, I didn't because I wasn't going to give them the pleasure of my viewing number. But I've seen nines. Nines is not a new idea. There's nothing revolutionary about playing hockey nines. Just quietly, Hockey Australia, you're not you're not creating something new. We've seen it before, and um, I don't like it. It takes midfield play out of the game. These two new rules about sticking people, making people accountable to areas of the ground. That's a horrible rule. Um, (laughs) two goals, the goals worth two in the first quarter. So, but less in another quarter. Oh really? Yeah. It's got some really stupid rules, quite frankly. And when, when you destroy the primacy of your national competition, your national championship, by having gimmicks like this No one will care You're not going to get any new New supporters to the game Because you're suddenly playing nines That's a joke It's uh, been going for The third longest running national uh, um, State competition in Australia Is the national hockey title And now they're turning it into a circus act
1: I Which did, is I did get, so disappointing I did get um, A mate dropped me a line Who watched it and found it Very much like basketball
0: Oh, it's terrible! Midfield play just does not exist. It smash it from one end of the field to the other, or you end up. And I get it; they're trying to get more goals happening. We don't. We're not basketball. We don't need score lines of eighty-seven to ninety-three. Yeah. Um, just a terrible idea, and ruins a, a historic Australian championship one that is steeped in history. I can remember watching. On ABC TV, the Australian Championship's being played live at the Wacker Ground yeah. here in Perth in torrential rain. Um,
1: what, your TV was outside, was it?
0: Eh? No, <laughs> um, yeah. no it
1: was, this was this was what was sent through. Um, uh, reminded me of basketball, maintain possession until such time as to take a shot, and then the other team gets the ball. All at a relatively slower speed, too. Calculated methodical build up through midfield. Didn't seem to be much pressure in the middle half of the field from the limited. Um, Yeah, anyway, that's. uh,
0: Yeah, yeah. no pressure in the midfield at all. No one cared about midfield possession. They just wanted to stop the other guys scoring and getting it up the other end as quickly as possible and shoot. Yeah. Didn't like it. I'm not likely to like it in the long term And I just wish that they would stop Stuffing around with our game
1: Well the thing is I've, you know, I've also heard that it's maybe a fait accompli And it's going to be a nines tournament Regardless it And, and, that's and everything, everything that's going on at the moment Is kind of irrelevant Because well, decisions have been made
0: I know it wouldn't have cost much money But why did they bother with that bloody survey That they sent out That I filled in You filled in Lots of people filled in Before we even know what the results of that survey are They're telling us they've made up their minds yeah. Yeah, where's the data? Well, they're not
1: telling us that, but we've no, heard they, that that might be. Well, a they good have chance, made up the their case. mind. Yeah,
0: they've definitely made up their mind. Yeah. and great. If if the Australian Championship wasn't a joke by asking other countries to come and play in it, it certainly is now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just don't get it. Well, they'll um, be out
1: there looking for. A TV deal, I guess, at the moment, weren't they? And I was talking to someone the other day and they said, yeah, they probably got it the wrong way around. You've, you've actually got to go to the TV companies and go, what do you want? Rather than trying to invent a format and then take a package to the TV companies. If well, that's, if that's your sole goal.
0: I heard the FIH isn't, isn't that happy about it, to be honest. Right. Um, exactly how that plays out. At the TV deal side of things, that is. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. Uh, <laughs> you know, why do they have to keep stuffing our game up? Can, will, will they not, administrators, not understand that the problem is the way we run the game? It's not the game we're running.
1: Yeah. It's the problem. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, uh, you know, these sorts of decisions are just not going to help the growth of the game at all because you're avoiding the real and honest issues that this sport needs to face. We are not a professional sport. Yep, there's a, there's a couple of blokes that makes an, and women that make some decent money out of it. But for 99.9% of hockey players, and probably a greater percentage of that, you you, you don't make a living out of just playing at one club. You're never going to get uh, make enough money from playing one season at one club. No. And be truly professional. You've got to find other employment outside of that one hockey contract. You'll probably get three hockey contracts that still need employment. Yeah. So if you want to move into the professional league world and have professional players, you've got to change the way that you administer and run the game because it's not going to happen under the current model.
1: Well, we don't know what's happening under the current model, do we? Because nothing at nothing, the moment. <laughs> nothing said. A um, couple of other bits I've got. Uh, just on Indoor World Cup, it noted that there was one commentator, Dan Strange, was doing the um, all of the games for the English language feed um, he actually I think he upset a few umpires with some disparaging comments uh, in the final game but what are your thoughts with just having a sole commentator there and not having an expert there?
0: That's, that's what it was like honestly I could
1: really have done with some insight from a former top player or coach that uh understands hockey. the nuance the nuances of indoor hockey. Yep, absolutely. Uh, um so there was yeah, a little bit more could be done there with that, eh?
0: Uh, yeah, I think Dan's gonna chill out a bit too with his commentary. Guess what, buddy? We're not watching to listen to you. Just quietly. <laughs> You've got something else? No, that's fine. Uh, That's the end of your hit list. Uh,
1: Yeah, that's the end of my hit list. We'll talk about sponsored players in just a minute. Thanks, Rob Abbott, for um, posting initially the Stanzel versus Ruhr bully off uh, in the final there. Stanzel comfortably won it, it was a fantastic way to go about his business. Wow, look. It gave us an opportunity hey. to put the bring back the bully hashtag hey, did out there. So, uh, did you thanks see, Rob.
0: Did you see the bit of vision that I reposted from Facebook this week? Someone, uh, had put up some Super 8 footage that they'd shot in Perth during, from the 50s through to the, the 80s.
1: Oh, I, I didn't see it. I didn't, but oh. I saw it go up. I, okay. I, I didn't take it in.
0: Check it out from 4 minutes 30 because there's a bully. Australia versus Pakistan. They, they show the bully at the beginning of the game and the yeah. Pakistani bloke absolutely robs the Australians. <laughs> they had the bully and the Pakistani guy ta- s- takes off and the Australian fella's standing there in the middle of the ground, hands on him. Oh, come on up, <laughs> <laughs> It's really good. Now, have a look at it. The Asander Tournament 1979. That
1: was, uh, that was the first...
0: Yeah, first tournament at the stadium. First turf in Australia, that one. Yeah. I might play a sting and then we can talk about our friends in Sierra Leone. (laughs) You're listening to the Reverse Stick the Global Hockey Podcast. My name's John Lee. Matt Allen's with me and for those of you that managed to wade through last week's enormous tome of a of a podcast.
1: The feature film.
0: Yeah, the feature film. Yeah, that was pointed out to us as well, it was longer (laughs) than a feature film. Did start Chris Hemsworth, though. Uh, we Last week's feature interview was uh, Philip Salas Mangara, Salas Bangs. Right. Um, You're right, it was. Yeah, <laughs> it was. <laughs> and it was a fascinating chat with Salas. And uh, through the middle of that interview, we dobbed ourselves in for sending some goalkeeping kit to uh, Sierra Leone because they don't have any. They've got 120 sticks, 35 balls and no goalkeeping kit. And not just one set of goalkeeping kit. We want to send two, because it's no good just having one goalie. You need two goalies to play hockey. Yes,
1: this is the plan. So there's been a bit of activity um, online.
0: Just before we go on to that, I've been speaking to Salas Moore during the week, just having a chat to him. Uh, He also runs a a, a not-for-profit organisation called the African News for Peace and Development. And they do a lot of work throughout Africa, um, trying to get street kids off the street and providing education and, and opportunities to children that don't have any. Yeah. Uh, what I didn't realise and what we should have pushed for maybe in the interview last week to get more information out of he's not just running hockey clinics, right, for kids that turn up. They're probably what we would term young adults. They're not t- young children. They're not 10-year-olds. Yeah. They're 20-year-olds. Yeah. And they're street kids. These are kids that have uh, grown up in a horrible, horrible world of violence, that have seen some disgraceful and disgusting things in their life. And most of them live on the streets. And part of the hockey program is also feeding these kids. Yeah. So after they do training, they feed them. They then collect their sticks and balls, they go off to the next training session, yeah. they have their training session, and they feed those guys as well, yeah. Yeah. and girls. Yeah. It's... Um, They've got a hard road, the Sierra Leone's, and they're going to have to do it themselves. But if we can help them out with a couple of bits of goalkeeping, kid, for yeah. God's sake. And we should be hitting up the resource companies, too, because they do very well out of diamonds and gold and rutile, and now we're talking oil. I mean, Sierra Leone's a rich, rich country, but if you look around you don't see a lot of rich, rich Sierra Leone. No,
1: so we're still working on that on um, gathering and, and the biggest issue is, is the freight of getting things over. Mm. We won't have a problem getting hold of any goalkeeping gear. Um, Amy Tennant, uh, yeah, Scottish fantastic. goalkeeper, has um, offered up some, um, some mercy in gear, some old gear of her, so thank you so much Amy. We'll and be we're, in touch. Yeah, we're, we're working towards now trying to, and we've tried, tried with DHL UK, they're not interested in helping out, but maybe DHL Africa are, are interested well, in something. But if you've got an idea out there guys and you know somebody who's in the shipping game and who, who would like to sponsor getting some gear either from at the moment either from the UK or from here in Perth in, in WA then please get in touch with us and keep uh, Well with we'll, all we'll, these we'll mining
0: companies in operation there one of them's going to be shipping in some large piece of machinery sooner or later. I'm sure on a shipload that weighs 30 tonnes we yeah. can throw in 20 kilos worth of goalkeeping kit and no one will notice
1: Well they'll notice the smell
0: Oh yeah They will too <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, What are you implying About Amy No
1: no no, 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 no. I'm just in general no, I'm okay. just in general In general Goalkeepers are smelly
0: Yeah well that's Just a general rule Gem- isn't Generally it? That's in the rules Isn't it uh, So look if, if you see our tweets and, and Facebook posts About this Please support us If you can We're not asking people To give us money By any stretch We don't think It needs that We think we'd be able To do it just by gesture So to speak Yeah and there's people out there that'll be able to help us. So if we all get together, we'll be able to pull that off.
1: Absolutely.
0: Do you want to go there? Sierra Leone. Yeah.
1: On the back of that transporter in the.
0: Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to do. I'd love to take the kit there. And I mean, it's not going to be possible for a whole lot of other reasons that we won't talk about here. But I would love to do it. Take that kit there and say, right, boys, get into it. Let's see what you got. It'd be fantastic.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I'm uh, jumping on the plane with
0: you. Well, not because it's Sierra Leone. Yeah, I, you know,
1: got to look after the kids.
0: Oh, yeah, you do have young children. <laughs> yes, yes. I don't have the same level of responsibility. She's too old now. She doesn't <laughs> even want to talk to me. She's going to have a licence. Well, I'll to get, oh,
1: that'll be soon enough for me as well. <laughs> uh, OK, what else? What else have we got? Uh, sponsored players? Oh, yeah, hit us up with oh, what's my, going on there. Oh, my goodness. We've had an incredible um, <laughs> response now. Yeah. <laughs> quite a few youngsters have um, have got on. They're very keen, and some very well written applications. Um, and I'm talking sort of 14, 15, 16 year olds. Uh, bless them. And I think we're going to have to look at doing some kind of rising star category um, for for these kids away from the main sponsorship from the Reverse Stick. Uh, but here's, look, I'll just read you one one little. Um, answer so the the, the last question in the surveys and the application is why do you think you should be part of the reverse stick world 11 now this has come from a young lady in south africa she is where are we 14 years old
0: give her a knife
1: elizabeth uh, neo elizabeth de villiers Um. so good on you neo elizabeth i live for hockey i'm passionate about playing coaching and umpiring I love to help others learn and encourage them on and off the hockey field. I'm determined to learn and be better in my skills. I want to be part of the group that back hockey growth in South Africa. I feel that there is so much potential, but children aren't exposed enough to the sport. I want to be a role model to younger kids, to show them that hard work and determination does get results, and dreams can be reality if you want it bad enough.
0: Fantastic. Isn't that beautiful? That's great. And that's the sort of spirit that you know will help drive the game forward in the future, and we need more people... Like Leo Elizabeth.
1: Yeah. So we're. It
0: makes we're, you feel sort of proud and guilty. Yeah, inside, absolutely. Isn't it's
1: beautiful. It? It's beautiful. Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to keep those applications open for another couple of weeks and then we'll, we'll drill down. We do have uh, to
0: make it clear. No though. more
1: goalkeepers. Sorry, goalkeepers. N- nobody our supply. Half of them are blooming goalkeepers. Uh,
0: we do have to make it, we should make it clear that, um, for some of the younger people that, uh, looking at this and thinking this might be an opportunity for them, Probably the wrong opportunity for them, I would suggest. Um,
1: uh, yeah, there, there's some that are obviously very talented, and yeah. they're in uh, playing in their ones teams, or they're playing state uh, state yeah. selected sides. Um, Fantastic, but you're probably a bit too bloody good to get into the exactly. TRS World Eleven. We'd have Hashtag to fire for 11. excessive skill. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I've got it. We have got some absolute corkers in there as well. There's two or three that straight up, I've gone. Yep, you're uh, you're going to make the uh, make the yeah. cut.
0: We'll we'll keep plugging it for a couple more weeks yet, yeah. and, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to spread it out across the six continents. Yeah. Great well, we We
1: genuinely want to build an 11 players, male and female, um, by position. And with as much global reach as as we can get.
0: And once we've done that, we can start hassling the FIH to get a game against someone, (laughs) and see if we can work that. That would be
1: brilliant. um, Our sticks and uh, bag prizes have been received by the winners from the Dream Team competition. Nick, who won the uh, the first prize of the Atlas Black Jet. he said, it's, I said, how's the stick going? It's going fantastic. Scored two goals with it already.
0: <laughs> so there you go. That's just
1: one for the goal scorers out there. If, you, if you're if you missing the net, then get onto an Atlas stick.
0: Yeah. Well done. What more have we got? Well
1: um So, sponsor players. That's it for me this week, mate. We'll keep it nice and short and sweet. We will. And, uh, Get back to somewhere near the time that we should be at without we're, the waffle.
0: We're going to try and make it an hour every week. I think that's what we should we should settle on. Some we weeks have no we go a little bit over, but you know
1: yeah, we have no control over it though because if we're talking hockey, uh, we want to get through all of the the matters yeah, of the week. And true. some weeks are busier than others, aren't they?
0: Well, we've got the Aslan Shark coming up soon, so we will be speaking to people about that, and um, we'll also have to get on to our, our mate Mike Smith from Hockey Museum because right. we missed the opportunity there. He was up in Thailand. Uh, so I'll have to get a, a hold of mine. I well, want to talk, talk about, about the his-
1: history of the stick. Yeah.
0: And also Sabine Ha. We'll talk to her about the World Cup. She's been touched. Uh, there's plenty of yeah, people to she, she was
1: working hard there all, all through the tournament. Oh, and yeah. uh, it was great to see the little meet and greets happening with uh, different teams going along and signing sessions and, uh, um, hopefully she sold a few books.
0: Oh, hopefully as well. And always a smiling face, Sabine. Yeah. Although, I, I, I had a thought when I was looking at some of those posts. Uh, a German hockey player is extremely, extremely tall. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely work, Sabine. We love you here on the reverse stick. Uh, but I think that's about all for me. That's
1: it from me, mate.
0: Looking forward to Aslan Shah when it comes around. Looking forward to watching a bit of the uh, Tri-Nations tri- involving Pakistan, Oman and Japan. and. Got plenty of hockey still. The look the Euros will be on this weekend, the Euro Club stuff, isn't it? I think that's on Euro Hockey T V. So plenty to get your chops into.
1: Yeah, good stuff. Alrighty, so don't forget to get onto our social media accounts, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, all at the reverse stick. Please do like and share, tell your mates and uh, let's keep trying to grow the numbers who are listening to the podcast.
0: How'd you go at the sevens the other night?
1: Oh, a win Did you? A, a win, beautiful, yeah uh, we, uh, we We're, playing course, against we're the, talking
0: about a game When no one keeps the score
1: uh, No, we always keep the score yeah. um, <laughs> No, we we played against The uh, the Seek boys And they were very good But I think we sort of Gave them their first defeat Of the, the summer campaign okay. Very well organised team You see, very well organised
0: You blokes You were playing with A couple of fellas that Probably making Under-21's team, weren't you? Yeah Yeah, okay How, The Seek boys They'd be um,
1: Oh, no, no they'd a bit, bit a bit of mix be, you know, Probably more 30 plus But, uh, yeah
0: they got some skills. Oh, it's good fun getting out there and having a hit around, that's for sure. It is. Thanks, mate. We'll catch you next week. Cheers.